time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Welcome to another edition of the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Walter Storholt here with Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting in Greensboro with an office on Mears Chapel Road. You can find us online at roadmapfinancial.com. On today's show, we're going to be talking about the five things you must know about preservation and distribution to retire successfully. Glenn, great to be with you this week and looking forward to today's topic with you. Absolutely, Walter. Let's get started. Well, so much focus in the financial world revolves around accumulating money. There's all sorts of advice, how-to guides, guardrails you should put in place when it comes to saving and investing, but there are a lot less resources out there to help retirees navigate that period of time after retirement, the preservation and distribution phase, if you will. That's when you spend down your assets and you know, manage those assets that you've accumulated throughout your life and you, you know, start using them. On this episode, we're going to point to at least, I'm sure Glenn will probably throw in a few of his own, but at least five things you should know about preservation and distribution to retire successfully. And so number one, Glenn, is there's often a lack of support. Again, all these resources for accumulating money, but much less on the other side of the hill. Well, that's exactly right, Walter. I mean, there's like you say, it's just I mean, and that's the the accumulation phase is the longest phase, right? It's just like you save your entire life, you know, and you you know literally decades, right? I mean, you know you you know you start off, you you know you save, you're putting money away, and you're kind of making decisions about you know what retirement type of accounts you're going to use, you know, typically a four hundred one k IRAs, you know, different things that they are. And it's about trying to grow that nest egg as big as you can and have as much as many resources as you as you can save for the retirement years. And then when you get to the the retirement years, you know, it's one of those things that that, that a lot of people just don't realize is is that the very strategies that were you know help, helped you be successful in accumulating those exact same strategies can sometimes destroy you in retirement if you don't take into account the fact that hey this is a whole different process you know I mean because the you know, markets go up markets go down you know you you live through all of that stuff when you're when you were putting money away and then when you know it's like when the markets went down and when you were still saving and putting money away you know, those were opportunities to buy more shares at lower prices, right? And it was actually a buying opportunity, you know, to give you the opportunity to, to, to potentially save that much more. But when you actually transition into retirement, well, now we've got a whole different scenario. We're no longer putting new money in there. And then we're actually, you know, you're starting to take money out, you know, and then now, now if things, you know, if, if the markets fall and your account values fall and you're taking distributions, well, you can kind of see how that becomes, that, that becomes problematic. And the strategies of how, how do you, how do you take money out of the accounts and how do you make sure that it's going to last and how do you lower the volatility on at least part of your portfolio or your retirement accounts, you know, and, and how do you, how do you segment that? How do you do the proper types of diversification for retirement? Those are different strategies and that's a different mindset for not only for, you know, for the client, you know, and for the retiree, but also for the advisor. Right. And that's a different skill set. It's I, I kind of liken it to, you know, if you, you know, when you go to the doctor. Right. I mean, you you, you have the, your general practitioners and then you have your specialists. And so retirement is, is much more of a specialty in terms of, you know, how do we navigate those preservation and distribution years versus the accumulation years? 
And unfortunately, the vast majority of the of the of the you know of the industry is oriented to accumulating and saving for retirement because that's where there's there's more people there. And frankly, it's it's an easier you know thing to try to uh, to try to convey to folks. It's you know the idea is I say okay you know you you need to save X number of dollars or or you know a certain percentage of of what you're earning you know, and just put blinders on and just keep putting it into the accounts. You know, I mean, it takes discipline to do that, but it's, you know, it's a relatively simple strategy, but it's a whole different scenario when we have think in terms of now you've got to turn it into income. We've got to make it last. We got to, you know, we have to have concerns and hedges for long-term care. What about the people you care about? Do you, you know, do you have legacy plans and desires? All of those things become more involved than rather than just, just saving for retirement. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think I, I definitely understand where you're going there, and um, it's just too bad that there's not more support on that side because yeah, you spend so much effort building all of that up for your whole life, and then you'd think there would be great support then to you know make use of all of that good stuff that you did for all those years, and unfortunately, it's just not there. Um, so that, that's why having that support can be so important, but definitely one of the reasons uh, why people fail when they get to their retirement years. Another thing that you should know about preservation and distribution to retire successfully is that a fear of spending is real. It sounds silly because so much of the world we have to talk about not overspending, but for a lot of retirees, you've been in such saving mode for so long that actually spending those dollars becomes hard. Well, that's right, Walter. And, you know, and a lot of the reason for that is what we were just talking about, right? Is is because you have seen you've seen your account balances go up and you've seen them go down and you it's like you start thinking about my gosh, you know, what happens, you know, it's like if we're you know, if we're taking this money out and things fall and it's just like, you know, is it gonna last, right? I mean, that's one of the biggest concerns is, you know, will you outlive your money or will or will your money outlive you? Obviously, you know, you wanna have you you know, you wanna finish the game with with something like left over, right? You don't want to be, you know, be broke at the end of your life, right? And and so it becomes a very real thing that it's like, like you say, there's a mindset of saving, but then there's also the the reality of just ex- having experienced through all the years of saving where you see things go up and see things go down and you've heard, you know, well, don't sell when things are down and this and that. Well, how does that, how does that co, you know, coexist with the idea that you're needing to take income, you know, from your retirement accounts, regardless of market conditions, right? And so that becomes that becomes a real fear. And that's why we, we, we have to really spend some time, you know, and build a plan of, you know, retirement income, you know, and how is that going to work and how are we going to make that more efficient and be tax aware and and make sure that, you know, that when you're when you're drawing money out, that the, that the accounts that you're drawing from are less you know subject to the risks of the ups and downs of the market. You know, how do we diversify you know, that way? That's a totally different strategy than, you know, than just putting money away for, you know, for the retirement years. And and and. So again, it, it, you got to create a scenario or a plan where you're comfortable spending and and you can have the the the, the lifestyle that you wanted to have in retirement. It's not really you know as satisfying to arrive at retirement and then be scared to death. It's like, well, what happens if you know, and you spend the the last chapters of your life you know worrying and wondering. It's just like, is everything going to be okay? You know, you really should not need you know you don't have to be in that place if you ha- if you have a proper plan in place. These are all such good tips and I think much needed, again, because of that lack of support that we identified in thing you should know, number one, all of these other things become just that much more important to understand. So the third thing you must know about preservation and distribution to be successful in retirement is that the risks you face actually become more numerous. 
more and more risks have a chance to kind of, uh, you know, really, really hurt your finances, hurt your lifestyle if you're not careful. Well, that's right, Walter. I mean, you know, you, the, we, we've talked, you know, a number of times. In fact, I just was alluding to it. You know, the idea is, is you know, what are the big risks? Well, the first thing is, is, you know, the volatility risk of, you know, of, of things going up and things going down. And you say, well, Glenn, you know, how do I, you know, I can't control the market, right? I mean, it, it is going to go up and it is going to go down. And the, the, you know, the challenge is, is that's, that's exactly right. However, you know, you, you can, you can put a plan in place that protects you from, you know, from that kind of volatility in terms of the money that you're going to need over the next, you know, say five or 10 years. Right. And then you can think in terms of, well, the money that's a little further out in the, you know, in the, in the future, maybe that's positioned differently than the, you know, than the, than the soon money or the money that you're going to need over the next five to 10 years. And that becomes a big deal in terms of that volatility of the market. The other thing that comes into play is taxation of your of your retirement accounts and possible taxation of your Social Security. We've talked about it a lot of different times and, you know, in previous podcasts. But the idea that, you know, that, you know, the your tax picture oftentimes becomes more complicated in retirement. Reason being is, is that you have money coming in from different from different places. You might have a pension. You might have, you know, IRAs or 401ks and Social Security and, you know, and, and you know, a, a variety of different accounts that are not necessarily treated the same way within the tax code. And then, you know, and so if you if you withdraw too much from one account, then you can cause you know more taxation than if you'd have done it in a different combination. Or if you did, you know, think in terms of, you know, just ask yourself a philosophical question. Do you think that tax rates are likely to be higher or lower or about the same, you know, as going into the future? The vast majority of folks that I talk to, especially having seen what's gone on over the last number of years, you know, with what goes on in Washington and all the debt and the deficits that are there, you know, I mean, most folks that I talk to, you know, believe that the tax rates are more likely to be higher in the future than 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 anything else. And if that if that ends up being the case, then that means that if you have money sitting in these tax deferred accounts, i.e. your traditional IRAs and 401ks, then that means that the, the you know the further in the future we go, then the potential of, of more taxation means that less of that account balance is actually yours and more of it's going to go to, you know, to pay taxes. So you, we've, we've got to have a strategy as to how are you going to get that money out in the most tax efficient way? You know, is, are there ways of positioning that? You know, and, and making sure that, you know, you're going to be OK and we can we can we can minimize the taxation, you know, as well. You know, the your your Social Security benefits, they're not inherently taxable, but but they become subject to taxation based on how much other income you have. So there are strategies that, you know, we can put in place for, you know, for, for very many people that can help them, you know, have less taxation on their Social Security, depending upon how they position things and what decisions they make. You know, and then of course, finally, we, you know, we have it. We have inflation, as everybody is starting to experience now, with you know, with with everything that's going on. But also, we think in terms of medical and long-term care and those kinds of things, right? I mean, there's there's a, a number of risks that are out there that you need to have some plans in place and hedges in place that are going to be there in your plan that that you that you you say, hey, if this happens, then I've got I've got this in place to make sure that you know that that I have that I have some guards against that. 
Whereas, you know, when you were, when you were working, you know, for, you know, in, in your, in your early years and your accumulation years, well, I mean, you know, the, if you had a situation, you know, that popped up, you know, and, you know, financially, well, you know, sometimes you, you may, may borrow a little bit more money or cut back your spending, but you always knew that you could, you could earn more and you could eventually, you would have time because time was on your side that you could save more and you could, you could earn more. Maybe you could, you know, you work a little bit longer if, if you really had to. But once you retire, it's a whole different scenario. And so, and there's more and different risks that are there in those retirement years. And it, we don't say that to scare you. We just say that to, it's like, hey, we need to be realistic and we need to put plans in place that, that be able to, to hedge against those risks and make sure that you, you, you do things that, that create greater efficiencies rather than just being haphazard as to how you take money out of your accounts. Make sense, Walter? All of this does, Glenn, and uh, I think these are just really helpful tips that we're going through, and we've only hit three of them so far, and we've got two to go. Uh, Number four is focusing on tax consequences. Well, it's never been more important than when you get to that preservation and distribution phase. Well, that's exactly right, Walter. That's what I was, we were just actually touching on that, right? Taxes are there. I mean, it's just part of, it's part of the way that, you know, everything, everything is, is oriented in our financial system, right? Every year you have to file a tax return and, you know, there's, you know, there, there's consequences to different types of income. When you're in your working years, you know, you have your wages or your business income, and that's normally treated as quote unquote, ordinary income. Right. If you have investment accounts that are not retirement accounts, you might have, um, you know, capital gains or dividend income. You know, those are those are there. Then you again, then you have, you know, you have Social Security, you know, distributions out of IRAs and and 401ks. Then you have Roth IRAs and, you know, and then you have all the different kinds of things that are there. Not everybody has all the different types of accounts. But again, being strategic as to how you how you put things together and how you structure your 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 different types of of withdrawals and your spending plan and your and, and, you know, and how and how you position your assets. You know, you really want to be very tax aware and, and have tax aware planning and make sure that you, you know, you're not sending extra dollars to Washington or to the state capital, you know, that, that you don't have to send. And unfortunately, if you don't, if you don't take some time and, you know, and, and, and work with that and, you know, plan with your advisor or advisors as to how you're going to do that, you know, more often than not, if you if you don't have a plan and you ha- and you haven't walked through, it's like, well, how how is the more efficient way to do it if we do it this way versus that way? If you haven't gone through those exercises and you haven't gone through that analysis and that type of planning, then the, the odds are it's just, it's 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 unlikely that you're going to be able to you know just just you know just get lucky and just say, oh well, I'm going to withdraw here and that was the right choice. Right. You, you want to make sure that there's planning involved. So you say, OK, I'm going to draw from here and then I'm going to draw from here and then I'm going to position this this way so that so that it doesn't create ex- extra taxes over there. And that becomes far more complicated and needs more analysis and planning than does, you know, when you're when you're when you're earning money and you're and you're putting money away. I mean, your, your wages are going to always be subject to taxation and, and, and pretty much the same way. It's always ordinary income. But the, the money that's in your different types of accounts that you're going to draw from in retirement is it's not all it's, you know, it's not all the same. Right. There, there's a number of different tax treatments to different types of money. And that becomes important 
and you want to make sure that you've got a plan in place that, 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 that takes all that into account and you hold on to as many dollars as you can and send, you know, send fewer dollars to, you know, to Washington, you know, and, and of course, obviously you want to, you know, you want to do this, you know, legally and ethically. But again, I mean, it, it's all about just understanding what the rules are. You know, you're going to you're going to do better if you, you know, if you have a plans in place and you and you're able to understand the rules of the game, so to speak. Versus just well, I guess I'll just do whatever, and I'm going to draw from here because I just feels right that I that I'm just going to take money from that account. That might not make the most sense if you if you stop and and you know and work with professionals that can help you make sure that you that you're doing things in the most efficient manner. Well, I think this is uh, incredibly important to hit on as our last point here, Glenn. Five things you must know about preservation and distribution to retire successfully. Leverage your lifetime income. Right. Well, you know, I mean, it's just like when you when you stop work, those paychecks stop. Right. And so the question becomes, you know, well, how are you going to reproduce that? You know, and typically, you know, there, there's a there's a scenario where you say you we go through and we go through the you know, process of looking at it and it's like, OK, well, what is your what are your income needs and what is your and what is your lifestyle needs and desires? How much income do you need on a monthly basis or an annual basis? You know, and, and we typically come up with a particular number, right? For you know, everybody's different, but we and we find that number, and then we say, well, how much is Social Security going to you know produce? And so that becomes a different number. And more often than not, there's there's a gap between those two, right? And so it's just like, okay, well, how are we going to fill that gap? Sometimes folks have a pension or maybe there's, you know, maybe both Mr. and Mrs. have pensions. You know, that's that's more rare, but occasionally it happens. And sometimes the pension fills that gap and then then they're fine. And then they can they can be, you know, a little bit more free about, you know, what are we going to do with the other monies or other types of accounts? More often than not, though, we find we find situations where folks don't have those pensions or if they do, it's not quite enough to fill that gap. And then we have to ask the question, well, how much of that, you know, that gap do you want to have to be reliable income that you know is going to be there regardless as to whether, you know, the markets are up or the markets are down and whatnot? Well, and virtually everybody I talk to says, well, Glenn, I says, you know, we, this is our lifestyle. We really want to live this way and we want to make sure that we're going to be able to do that. Well, again, that's where we now we have to start thinking about, you know, well, how are we going to use those IRAs and those 401ks and those resources that you've saved? I mean, we, if we think about retirement and the history of retirement, we know that in, in you know, years gone by and generations gone by, you know, there was there was, you know, almost everybody had a pension. Right. And you didn't you know, the, the idea of an IRA or 401ks didn't even exist, you know, long ago. And so then what ended up happening is, is that IRAs and 401ks kind of took the place of pensions where you were kind of saving for your own retirement. And now you've got you arrive at retirement or, you know, and then you get to the retirement years. Now you've got to figure out how are you going to create your own personal pension? You know, how are you going to utilize these resources, you know, to give you that lifetime income that's going to last and that, you know, is going to be there, you know, it, no matter no matter what happens. And so that, that's a process of, of understanding how that works and how, you know, how you're able to hold on to more, you know, the, lowering the taxation, all of these pieces of the puzzle interconnect and making sure that, you, you know, that your income needs are going to be there for you throughout your retirement and that they also, you know, over time, you're going to have increasing income because everybody is, is, is you know, is, is really aware of the idea of inflation, right? Because it's, you know, the, the, if you go to the grocery store five years from now, it's going to cost you a whole lot more than what it costs you today. 
In fact, I'm talking to people now, it's, you know, with, with everything that's gone on in the last couple of years, you know, we're seeing this spike in inflation now. And it's just like, Glenn, it's not five years. It's just it's like a couple of weeks. And it's like, I thought it's like, my gosh, you know, prices are going up. Well, you've got to have your income be able to, you know, to keep pace with that or else you're going to be kind of falling behind and your and your and your standard of living might become less. And and I haven't talked to anybody that wants to be in that position in the retirement years. So you really got to make make sure that you spend some time in putting a, an income plan in place for the retirement years. Well, this is such a helpful conversation. I think if there's uh, one episode recently that people should listen to, this is the one because so much ground covered and this pivotal moment in your financial life, making that transition to retirement, five things you must know about entering into the preservation and distribution phase of life. A good recap for you over the past 20 minutes. If you've got questions about this, want to talk to Glenn Mosseller about um, you know your situation, come in for a complimentary consultation, you can do all of that. 336-291-3535. Ask any questions that are on your mind and start that process. 336-291-3535. Again, you can get a free consultation that way or by going to roadmapfinancial.com and click on the free consultation button at the bottom of the page. Happy to answer any of the questions that you might have. Reach out anytime. Glenn, thanks for the help on the program today. We'll have another great episode lined up again next week. But until then, take care. Fantastic, Walter. Take care. That's Glenn Mosseller. Walter Storholt here with you as well. We'll talk to you next time on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. 